Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Kirby. Welcome to Los Angeles. Today we have a special co-host that Sarah and I both adore. Y'all know little Sarah's just being a mom with a little baby Zoe right now. So we had to get some, we had to call in the reinforcements and this is a really, really good one. So please welcome to Los Angeles, Christina Rodolfo. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Hi, Christina. I'm going to brag on you for a second while you're here. This is typically where the guests like to blush and say, Uh, Tell me more, but here we go. (laughs) Christina is a fellow beauty editor. She is the beauty director for Women's Health. She previously worked at Elle. She, this is actually a a major kudos to her. I loved this documentary. She co-produced Webby-nominated documentary Beat, How Drag Queens Shaped the Beauty Industry. She is a fellow host as well and uh, hosted the series Beauty Hall. She also worked with Moa at Pop Sugar. For a short stint of time, but we were co-workers nonetheless. And she has also appeared in publications like In Style, Harper's Bazaar, Into the Gloss, Stylecaster. She is from Queens, New York. Queens. Queens. New York. And she has she graduated from uh, NYU. And something that you all are very familiar with on this podcast is Donate Beauty. Um, we talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic, about how brands um, have been shipping tons of product to three fabulous women, one being Christina. And she has been responsible for making sure that our frontline workers are not only getting the kudos that they deserve, but also that they're skin is being taken care of so one of the masterminds behind that is Christina and we are we were so proud of you guys for doing that it was such an ingenious idea and so smart and I know so many people appreciated it so thank you for putting that together thank you Kirby for that amazing intro I am indeed blushing um (laughs) So at what's on my face is like Kirby, Kirby's uh, compliments is on my face. That's the <laughs> blush that I'm wearing now. Um, but yeah, it's so funny when you hear it all all in one go. You're like, oh, who's that girl? Who's that girl? Well, okay, so Christina is a Leo. So you guys had no doubt in your minds that she was going to be doing it and doing the most at all times. So all the time. You're one, I think we've had how many beauty editors on this podcast? Maybe three or four at this point. And we haven't done this in the past with them, but you know, we want to uplift our other beauty editors. We want to get to know you a little bit better and learn a little bit more about, you know, your career, your job, your aspirations in life. So this is just a really simple segment called Get to Know Christina. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Are we going to have a little sound effect in the background? Like, wow. Yeah, like (laughs) crowd wailing in the background. Yes. Okay, so I already told everybody your astrological sign. Do you know um, what your rising or moon sign is? 
Oh, I, I feel like everyone needs to know that I'm a quadruple Leo. Like, it's very important. <gasps> um, so I am a Leo sun, a Leo moon, a Leo Venus, and a Leo Mercury. I'm a Libra rising. Okay, a Libra rising. Okay, so this is interesting, though, because oftentimes for astrology, they say, read your sun sign, but read your rising sign first. So Libra's very even keeled, very balanced. Would you say that you identify as a Libra in that aspect? I feel like I'm very much just a Leo. Like every time I, every, I never think about the Libra (laughs) part. Uh, Whenever I'm reading a horoscope or if I'm reading a description of what a Leo is, I'm like, that is me 100%. I am a cookie cutter Leo. I, I think it helps me be bearable. I guess that's what you could say, you know, because otherwise I think everyone would just never want to hang out with me. <laughs> Girl, I love you. You have this side of you that you're like, okay, we got to like keep things balanced a little bit. Like I'm a star, but like also like we got to give the shine to other people too. Like that's totally. what I respect. Okay, so on that note, what did you want to be when you grew up? I'm like dying to know this. So I really, and honestly, this is still a dream. I really wanted to be a Broadway star. I really wanted to be like um, an actress, a singer, and uh, even like writing musicals because I studied music growing up and I've always been singing. Um, And I felt like all I ever wanted to do was just be on Broadway or be involved in Broadway on some sort. I watched my first Broadway show when I was five years old. It was Beauty and the Beast, of course. course. I was in the very last row and it was still magical. And of course it was. I remember I even remember wearing like the like this this floor length green velvet dress for the occasion. I was five again. Still cared. <laughs> still cared about, you know, showing out. Appearances. Uh, but yes. it was such an experience that like started a lifelong love for musical theater that continued through my life. So uh, eight, so when I was 18, I had a Broadway themed birthday party. And when you're, you're, I'm Filipino. So Filipinos, they don't celebrate sweet 16s. They celebrate debuts spelled like debut. So I made it Christina's Broadway debut and it was <laughs> absolutely insane. I had all of my friends learned choreography. We all learned how to do dances. <laughs> like we learned how to tango waltz and swing and I was singing in the it was like a cabaret (laughs) oh my god wait this like makes so much sense for you like I love this for you I love it it was a full house cabaret with we all had costume changes and every table was a different musical show like you're at the wicked table or you're at the you know the little mermaid (laughs) table or the west side story table it was so extra and I made I handmade every single one of the centerpieces which were made from top hats like glittery top hats and it was crazy uh but yeah I still have a love for musical theater it's still there forever I just I don't think it might it might be too late for me to become a star though (laughs) Okay, listen, like, let's hold out. Just put the secret into the world. Like, that's the whole thing, right? Manifest, manifest. Okay, wait, so then let's talk about that influence and how it pertains to beauty. So, like, what elements of musical theater do you think, like, you brought into your beauty editing career? I think it's... How do I honestly have never thought about connecting the two? I guess it's the the performance aspect of it, you know, like the art and creativity of it. I, you know, if I were to name my favorite category in beauty, since we cover everything, I I would say it's makeup for sure, just because of the artistic aspect of it and just how you can, you know, really show your inner creativity and your identity, and you could sparkle and shine. And I guess that's all connected to musical theater, where you're there to entertain people. You're there to tell a story and 
that storytelling aspect is also a huge connector between the two interests. But I I think that I just love I love singing and I love the and whenever it came to music, I feel like the the most interesting part to me were always the lyrics. You know, like some people will like the melody or the production. For me, it was always the lyrics. So I think that that has tied into why I liked writing. So that's great. I like. I always think of lyrics um, in musical theater. I always think oh, of Wicked. So good. <laughs> and I always think of For Good and like Shed a Little Tear. Um, I also think of The Wizard and I. Like literally when I quit my job last <laughs> July, I blasted The Wizard and I. I was like screaming in my car, you know. Of course. Like like straight up alphabet <laughs> mode. But um, I love that you are able to tie those together. I think that's perfect. So I mentioned all the publications that you have worked for. What was your first beauty job? So I never worked a traditional beauty job like working in a salon or you know, uh, threading people's eyebrows. I don't know why that specific job came to my head, but probably because that was the first like beauty thing that I did. You know, like I never, I never, I didn't wear a lot of makeup through high school, but I definitely got my eyebrows threaded because they were little caterpillars. And, you know, now I regret it because obviously thick brows are so chic, but anyway, tangent. So my first beauty job, I would say, isn't technically a beauty job. When I was a senior in college, I was running social media for the, for Pier 59 Studios. And I don't know why, I don't know why they put it like a 20 year old in charge of this, but I probably, cause no one else knew how to do it. It was like, like Instagram was new and social media was new and everyone's like, let's get the college student to do this. So here's like a (laughs) ginormous studio that does major campaigns campaigns like every big photographer every huge makeup artist hairstylist model is there like I remember the first time I walked in there it was Lily Aldridge was like in a in a bathrobe like with her she she had like a little stroller for her baby and I was like oh my god that's a Victoria's Secret angel in the cafeteria and I was like this is where I'm working now whoa it was of course like bright-eyed and like so excited and it was interesting because I did I just like posted on their Instagram and it was interesting to see all the call sheets that I was I was connected to. So uh, for people who might not know, a call sheet is, you know, the run of show basically for how a photo shoot or a video shoot is going to go. So I would see every single name, every single celebrity that was there that day, what studio they were in. And I also saw all of the hairstylists and makeup artists and nail artists. And that was kind of like my first exposure to how that like the beauty world works, because I would always see certain photographers work with certain makeup artists or certain celebrities only use certain hairstylists and it was so interesting to me and I obviously never went into the studios when any of the magic was happening because I was like a little lowly college student who like had no business being there but but knew how to use Instagram so (laughs) it it was interesting because I would see like call sheets for cover shoots like like Beyonce on the cover of Shape I remember seeing that call sheet come in and I was like oh my god I can't believe it and I like really wanted to sneak into the studio and obviously would never do that but it was you know wouldn't that be a story (laughs) and then I would see like photographers like Patrick de Marchelier and like Peter Lindbergh and you know again the VS angels were always there uh they were there was shoots with like Pat McGrath and beauty shoots for Elle and Teen Vogue and Glamour and I felt like seeing all of the behind the scenes of it just like gave me such an appreciation also made me really want to be on the other side of it where totally. I was like I want to be in the room where it happens you know I want to be the the editor who's listed on the little call sheet at the studio so I think it that was like my first exposure to really how the whole beauty industry works and 
it was definitely really like such an education because I knew nothing about production. Let's talk about brands. Yes. I think people find uh, this interesting, especially with Sarah and I, we get asked a lot like, okay, what's the brand you go and buy the most? And we're, we're always like, don't tell Matt or Patrick that we go buy product because <laughs> they will right. actually murder us. But what is a brand that you find yourself either repurchasing or consistently going back to? I know it's a little bit of a difficult situation, or not difficult, different situation with our careers because we do get sent right. so much product to try right. and it's our job. But is there a singular brand or maybe product that you're constantly like, this is just a mainstay and I'm always going to love this product? It's body care for me. Like I, I use all of Necessaire's products and like everybody else in our industry, but I, I really just love how simple it is. And it just like the exfoliator, the body wash, all the scents of the body wash. Eucalyptus is my favorite one. Uh, the body lotion is just, it's just solid and great. You know, I use the body serum too. Literally anything that, <laughs> that the brand comes out with, I will purchase it also because it's such an accessible price point. You know, it's, I think it's under $30 for a body lotion. And I was like, that's great for something that also feels a little fancy, you know? Agreed, agreed. Especially because of like the grade of ingredients that they use, like, you know, treating your body yes. like your face. Um, and I think maybe if I were in my early 20s, I might write that off. Like, why do I want a $25 body moisturizer if it's not like a huge right, pump? Right. But like you said, I think all of us just stand necessaire <laughs> and their mission and like what they're doing in the the marketplace. So I think that's a really good pick. I'm I'm surprised you picked body care, but I do I love that you picked it. Everything else I just switch around so much and this is the one mainstay. I would say the only other thing which is totally on the other side of the price spectrum is Dyson. I'm a I'm a brand loyalist for Dyson hair and I obsess over everything that they create, which is only once every two years. So you know it's a, it's always a big deal when a Dyson launch just happening but the Dyson Airwrap I've had for two years and it is the only like tool that I have in my entire kit yeah yeah I mean obviously we're all in the same boat here we all stand for Dyson like my <laughs> boyfriend's now a Dyson convert like we got the Dyson uh vacuum cleaner and Patrick's yeah. like I love vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. I love this, this humidifier. Dyson. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like my hair has gotten better using the Dyson Airwrap or the Supersonic. Um, and you know me, girl, like I used to have like extent, like I'm not wearing extensions. Are you dead? I'm not wearing <laughs> extensions. Like this is my actual. Your hair looks very healthy. People can't see it right now, but it's shiny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, it feels fuller. Like it feels like I have... Like, I'm not just breaking off my hair with bleach and all these styling products. So anyway, right. sorry, that was my tangent on Dyson. But like, obviously, I co-sign all of those because we're in this together. They just came out with a different barrel, too. One for longer hair. And I, I just got sent that because my hair is now up to my... I haven't gotten a, a haircut in a while. And so my hair is super long. It's like up to my waist. So using the original one, my hair would like get all like crumpled and crazy uh but the longer one definitely is better for a longer hair so oh okay that's good that's good because we talked about um the addition of the attachments in a previous episode when they launched but we hadn't received them yet and i have them but i haven't opened them yet obviously my hair's not as long <laughs> as yours so we were wondering because like sarah's in the same boat especially because 
you know, she was pregnant. Like her hair is like down to her hips. Right. So then I want to know, which I, because I've never worked at like a straight up magazine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is the biggest difference between working on a magazine versus a digital only publication? It's so different. It's crazy because I'm doing both now. And before I only did digital, this is my first ever magazine print traditional job. I would say the biggest difference is definitely the pace of ideating stories because in print you're literally thinking six months or more ahead and right now I'm working on January February and the March issues and it is literally October (laughs) it's kind of like you're you're looking into a crystal ball and thinking okay what are people going to be thinking about in March and January and February and and trying to come up with stories that are a little that are a little more evergreen for sure like you there's stories that will still be relevant kind of whenever you post them but with digital, it's so much more timely. And also, I felt this especially when I was working at Pop Sugar with you, because I was on the news team. And beauty news can be bananas where, you know, a product is launching, a product might be launching, a brand is launching. And it's just it, like the pace is insane. And I, I felt like, you know, I was writing six stories a day and then editing seven stories. And now that is not and I don't do that volume of work anymore, just because it's 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 so much more of a, a balance having to do both print and digital. And I think with digital only, you're kind of, you know, you're stuck to the news cycle where you're constantly having to be the first and having to be the fastest. And it's a it's it's definitely a great boot camp for just working in media in general, because that those are great qualities to have, like knowing how to adapt, knowing how to create a story and a 15 minute turnaround is always going to be a great thing. But I, for one, am definitely happy to not be in this crazy cycle and also working at a publication that we're working more with a wellness and health lens on beauty reporting. So a lot of times the the news that we're going to be covering isn't isn't going to be a product launch or, you know, a new face of a brand or something like that. So it's so I'm much less a part of that fast pace. Got it. That totally makes sense. I used to say this a lot, but I think there is something to be said about these publications like Women's Health that have been around for so long. Um, You know, these books that people just know, like they see the logo and it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've grown up with this magazine or... Um, you know, even places like Allure or or Vogue, for instance, it's like it's why certain um, makeup artists or hairstylists like really hold Vogue in this like higher regard. Like I wouldn't necessarily think people totally. go to Vogue to find out their beauty news, but I always notice mm-hmm. when a makeup artist or hairstylist or nail artist is like mentioned in Vogue because they will post about it. Of course. And I think that having like that legacy is is actually so, so beneficial. Like there's something to having that name recognition that I think is really important because obviously no shade to Pop Sugar. I was literally there for eight years and a lot of people know me from my work there. But sometimes like I would go to like middle America to do an event and people would be like, what's Pop Sugar? Is it like BuzzFeed? Totally, totally. You know what I mean? Like you've probably gotten that too. And it's like, well. I did, yeah. Not really. Like we're, we have a different editorial voice than BuzzFeed. But then sometimes when it comes to digital publishing, so many people start copying what other people are doing, getting them clicks and yes. clicks result to advertising money. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's why sometimes a lot of the digital publishing websites that you guys see look the same. That's why I tend to like gravitate towards websites that have like a very distinct point of view. Right. Another thing that I would just point out is that when you're working on a print story, I think people who read, you know, regular subscribers don't realize how much work goes into those pages. You know, like when you're working on a digital story, you write it, you report it, 
then one person reads it and then it goes live. It's a, it's alive. It's out there in the world. When you're working on a print story, you write a draft and then you send it to your editor and then they send it to another editor and then you go to a fact checkers and then the fact checkers fact check it and then the researchers come in and then the copy editors come in and like look at your grammar <laughs> and they're like, this would be better with a M dash instead of a period here. And, and like you have these notes in the in the, your draft and it gets crazy. It's amazing. And then the art team comes in and the art team's like, we can't fit this many words. Can you please cut 250 words? <laughs> and, and it's just like an absolutely insane thing that I am new to you know like I didn't I didn't work in these parameters before and it's definitely been uh, an amazing lesson in brevity and like learning how to say things in a clear way and and tell a story for people to understand in as few words as possible (laughs) well you know what that's really similar to Christina it's like hosting yes yes being able to say what you want and get the point across concisely that's one of the biggest things I learned when it came to live television you can't spend three minutes explaining your point. You have to really, really get to it. If you watch people like Tamron Hall or um, you know Savannah Guthrie or anybody on the morning news, they can make their point concisely and quickly and move on. Yes. Which is hard for me because A, like that's part of my job, but B, I want to explain all the ins and outs of something, you know? <laughs> and I love talking. I'll talk all day. <laughs> Same. So um, I think that's actually a really great point. All right, last question I have for you. What is your advice for somebody that's looking to get into the industry? I have here as a beauty editor, but what maybe advice would you have for somebody that's looking, let's say, to change careers? Because I think that's ex- especially relevant right now. People are rethinking their entire life path because of this pandemic. And and you know, having to stay at home and things like that. Maybe they're thinking, I'm gonna try something new or go after my passion because I'm able to. Oh man, where do I even begin? I feel like I've been in a season of life auditing uh, where obviously like everybody else is is at home and thinking about their lives and their career and their futures. And you're like, oh, what am I gonna do now? So I've been thinking about that a lot and kind of doing a lot of work on reflecting what, I, what I'm doing now. So I would say if you wanna do a career change, you definitely should take stock of what you do like and then what you don't like about what you're currently doing. And then uh, just like kind of go crazy with brainstorming what ideas are out there that could be somewhat related to what you like. And it sounds like a little a little vague, but that's kind of the point because you want it to be open-ended, right? So definitely... I journal a ton, like I journal every single day. So that's the moment I do it every morning when I wake up. And I kind of that's where I take stock of all my best ideas and also all my feelings. So I think if you just really connect with what what really resonates with you about your work or what resonates about with you about the industry that you want to go in, it's going to help you create a path, you know, and there's really no right path. I've learned this recently. Like, I think when I was starting out in my career, I was very much tunnel vision like I was very like I want to be a beauty director at a women's magazine and that's all I can be and now you know as we can see there's so many possibilities just with the power of social media the power of a network and networking I think that nowadays you can create your own path and you can create your own rules almost and you've done this Kirby and I've watched you do it and it's been so inspiring to me uh, just seeing you know after you left Pop Sugar just how much you were able to really build up yourself and start Los Angeles with Sarah and it's just been I've been like such a big cheerleader for you guys like yes those are my friends and if there was a book that I could recommend it's called Designing Your Life Have you heard of this, Kirby? No. So it's called Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And I actually 
I was hashtag influenced to get this book by Mariana Hewitt because she posted about it on her Instagram stories. I love Mariana. And she's like, oh, I love her. She's amazing. I've purchased way too many things from following her just because she, she like truly has like the best taste. And uh, she posted about this book. And then I heard about it. Another cosign from Kathleen, who, uh, uh, you know, Kathleen Ho from New York Magazine's The Cut. Uh, she did Donate Beauty with me, and she suggested this book to me, too. And I was like, wait, if Kathleen and Mariana are both suggesting this book, I'm going to read it. And it has a lot of exercises that can really help you figure out what to do next. Oh, OK. This is excellent. I'm definitely going to download that book. Hopefully, it maybe is it on Audible? Hopefully, it's on Audible. That'd be amazing. I think it's on Audible, and they also have like resources, you know, like worksheets and all these things. And uh, a lot of people can be very skeptical of self help books, and I, I count myself as one of those people because I'm like, Ugh, I can't just positive think my way to success, you know? <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. But but uh, but this one is is a lot more actionable, so I appreciate it. Let's talk about some beauty news. A lot happened in the past seven days. Beauty news. Firstly, we have to talk about Biden beauty. Yes. Because um, I don't know about you, but this has been one of those launches that I have gotten so many questions about. Yes. Not just from people that listen to this podcast or consumers, but beauty editors writing me and saying, who is behind this brand? What is this? Like, It's like Gossip Girl. It's totally like Gossip Girl. <laughs> so, okay, just to give you guys the lowdown, Biden Beauty launched last week on the 30th or 29th. It was the 30th. And this brand, they're making no money. All of the proceeds will go directly to the DNC and Joe Biden's campaign. Let me preface this by saying Joe Biden did not create this brand. Um, <laughs> he and his camp apparently gave the blessing for it, but they had nothing to do with like what products were being sold, the logo, the look of it, anything like that. And apparently there's gonna be more than just one product. So the first launch is a makeup sponge, essentially a beauty blender that's gonna be sold and or actually is sold currently for $20.20. And the whole idea behind Biden Beauty is that blue cancels orange and the sponge is blue. What are your thoughts as an editor like getting this pitch in your inbox? I'm very curious. So the first thing that I did was open it and and like rub my eyes a little bit because I was like, is this, is this real? What is, is this real? So then I yes. opened it, I read the press release and I was like, oh, okay. So it's not Joe Biden aware that there's like, I, I couldn't imagine Joe Biden knowing what, knowing what a makeup sponge was or like what a beauty blender is. Like, can you imagine if he, if he was the one who was like, I have an idea guys to his campaign, like I would die. <laughs> Anyway, so that would actually be major. The more that I was reading about it, the more that I was like, my initial feeling was like, uh, if this is just another like gimmicky thing that's like detracting from the real issues and like actual people who are, you know, I, I was really I was really skeptical of it. I was very much like, oh, this isn't going to do anything. And that's before I, re I realized that all the proceeds are going towards the campaign. And, it, you know, it's it's very real. Like beauty is such a huge market and a really powerful leg to mobilize people. You know, like if you've ever seen fans of influencers when one of their products launch, like it's actually insane. If you could if you could leverage that and bring it towards voting, I say like more power to you. I hope that that's what this does. And then I also was curious about who's behind it, but apparently there's been news on who it is. Yes. So 
this is the one thing that confused me a little bit about this launch. When it launched, I was like, okay, I'm really interested because they kept touting that it was like an industry player. Mm -hmm. I was told that apparently it was blatantly obvious. I didn't think so. (laughs) But nobody, like nobody that consulted me, like legitimate reporters in the industry that like cover breaking news were like reaching out to me First of all, asking me if I was behind right. it because I'm the one that tweeted it that ended up going viral. Apparently, it was obvious if you got the press release via Google Docs and you received the press kit. Mm. I declined to receive the press kit of the product. I don't need another blender Same. or anything else. So apparently on the press or the press delivery, Very Good Light is listed oh. on the box. Very Good Light is a Gen Z millennial uh, men's grooming focused website started by Dave David Yee. Um, apparently, if you access the Google Doc with the press release, he's the one that created oh, it. Oh, so then, <laughs> like, like the like the author of the Google Doc. Yes, yes. And so, and so, I didn't catch that. <laughs> neither. I mean, I didn't even see it, and like many other people didn't either. And so the whole framing of it that it was like these like industry players behind the scenes. I think that almost detracted from like the work they were trying to do because more people were wondering mm. who was behind this versus like mm. okay, like this is a really great avenue to get like young voters involved yes. to like raise money for the DNC. The way I ended up finding out was I got a tip via Twitter that said David Yee is behind Biden Beauty. And I said, how do you know this? And this is literally somebody I've never met. It's just a random tipster. And they said, I went to check out on Biden Beauty. And when you go to the PayPal screen, it will pop up and say, go back to Very Good Light LLC. Wow. And it's very small at the bottom of the page. I did a whole like checkout process. Same thing happened for me. And then I went to Very Good Light's store uh, which is like shop. I'm like giving free promo to Very Good Light. Shop.verygoodlight.com. <laughs> and the same name pops up on PayPal. Return to Very Good Light LLC. I'm like, okay, this is obviously not a coincidence. This is tied together. Got it. And I think that people deserve to know like right out the gate who was putting this on because... I do think some things like this can be very self-serving. I believe that there were good intentions behind this brand. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm I'm curious if they're even raising that much money for the DNC here. I read on TMZ of all places where, where it says that uh, they've had an order placed every minute selling 50% of their initial inventory in 35 states, including major swing states. So I'm like, if it's working... <laughs> I also would love to know what the inventory was. Like, I talk about this all the time. Like, don't tell me you sold out in two minutes. Tell me how many units right, that or was. Or the wait list or, you know, the, the, those marketing things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I will say that when I re- when I found out it was David, I think that my skepticism kind of washed away a little bit just because I know how politically active he is. And he's actually, he's like the events chair for Korean Americans for Biden. And I was like, oh, so like all the great intentions are there. It's not somebody who's, I was imagining like some influencer who was trying to just like do a publicity stunt, you know? Super interesting though. So that happened last week. And then one final piece of beauty news that I did want to follow up on is Keys Soul Care. This is Alicia Keys new brand. We reported this a couple of weeks ago um, that Alicia was launching a beauty brand. And Sarah and I were a little skeptical because obviously Miss Keys is like the queen of no makeup. Yes. <laughs> I was skeptical too. I was like, her skin is beautiful, but I'm also, it wasn't the point to 
be product free and, you know, like connect with your skin and all of that. Exactly. And when we heard she was partnering with e.l.f., that's e.l.f. is primarily a cosmetics company. We don't think of e.l.f. when it comes to skincare. So we were like, totally. is it going to include skincare products? They were a little evasive when it came to the press release. They did say products would be dermatologists. Uh, dermatologist tested mm-hmm. but that could be cosmetics as well um, so it turns out keys soul care is the brand name it launched officially as a lifestyle brand on september 29th and the brand will launch two skincare products which are still unknown i believe and a candle come november or december so i think this makes sense for alicia keys like wanting to be like because mm-hmm. she has different facets of keys soul care there's like body soul like mind Sarah and I kind of predicted this we were like we would be surprised if it's not something that's really about like taking care of your entire being versus just like your skin Um, but I am super curious a to hear about the skincare products they're launching and b to learn a little bit more about like how they're formulated and the ingredients in them because elf has so much money and they make great like makeup products that are super affordable they do i feel like if they're going to utilize the power of elf cosmetics into skincare i am i'm curious how this is going to play out any any additional thoughts on that i mean i've been just curious about elf in general just because they were you know first in my, at least from what I've seen, they were first to be on TikTok and like really master that platform and, you know, market to Gen Z. And they're just such innovators in that space. I mean, like creating that Eyes Lip Face song was so smart. And I heard the song before I realized it was part of Elf's marketing campaign. I was like, wait a minute. So I'm just impressed with how they have really diversified and scaled the business from being like a drugstore makeup brand that you know you buy when you're in a pinch and it's it's such a different thing now and I'm a huge fan of Alicia Keys like I love her I remember when she was on Versus with John Legend I was living I was like in my room singing no one and you know my boyfriend had his uh you know earplugs in it's fine um and and, uh and I I love everything that Alicia Keys is about she just seems like someone that is very grounding and you know connected and I I aspire to that sense of calm you know I aspire to that I don't know if it's in me but I think that what she what she represents is is going to be like that authenticity and uh and connectedness, you know, to like your mind, body, spirit. I think it's going to be yes. really interesting to see. Like, I'm really excited to see what's going on. I love that there's a candle. Like, I'm a, you know, little candle freak. Uh, so I think that that's, that's not something that everyone thinks about when they want to launch a product. Yes, yes, yes. No, Alicia is is obviously, um, I think she needs to have like a Calm sponsor. Like, she needs to work with Calm app to like tell bedtime stories. <laughs> I, need, I need her voice like on Headspace or something. <laughs> so soothing like give us I hope that she does that like she literally creates like SoundCloud links of her like telling Imagine. Like, calming like manifestos I thought it was interesting that there was a content site too you know that, that it's like a whole it's like a whole publication exactly it's like a whole thing so um y'all can check it out at keyssoulcare.com but just to follow up on our reporting from a few weeks ago, this is very on brand for Alicia and we're very, very excited about it. Woo. I just want to touch quickly on some new launches that have come up. Halloween season is in full swing. ColourPop launched a Hocus Pocus collection. I have the lip kit. 
you guys, you just buy the product for the packaging. Like with stuff like this, it's it's not. You literally have the words Hocus Pocus behind you right now. I There's do. a sign that says Hocus Pocus behind Kirby. I love it. <laughs> it's very on brand. I'm wearing my Hocus Pocus sweatshirt that says give no a mucks. Like here we go. I have never watched Hocus Pocus. Sorry. <laughs> Chris- I, I, I know I'm, it's embarrassing I'm shooketh to my core we're gonna have to do a zoom <laughs> watching party together you're gonna freaking love this movie it's so cute Kenny Ortega knocks it out of the park no matter what he does yes so there's that collection there's Revolution Beauty and Nightmare Before Christmas again like they're not reinventing the wheel here you're basically buying strictly for this like collector packaging our friends at Do Skin, D-I-E-U-X, they launched their first product. They're these reusable eye patches. So you use your favorite eye serum or eye cream, you put it under your eye, and then you put the patches on top, and it's supposed to kind of like seal the product there for an extended period of time. I personally love them. I think they fit well, and they're super, super cute. Have you had a chance to try them? I Mine are still coming in. They haven't been sent yet, but I am excited to try them because I am a huge fan of Charlotte. Like, I don't know her personally, and, you know, there's uh, she used to work at Hearst, too. I'm like, how did I not know her when she was here? Uh, but it's I feel like I love all the content that she creates, and I learn me, a beauty reporter. I learn a lot from her too. So it's 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 been really great to see this launch and uh, the packaging is amazing. Like the whole branding and of the site and the brand is just, it's beautiful. So proud of her and Marta. Sunday Riley launched the Pink Drink Essence. I just got this, so I haven't had a chance to try it. Have no, you? I haven't tried it either. So it's supposed to be like a an exfoliating essence. Mm-hmm. I love Sunday Riley products. That's actually a brand that I consistently go back to. Same. And um, I think Sunday is truly one of the most informed beauty founders in the game. Like any of her products, I'm pretty much like a devotee to. But I'm really interested. This is their first essence. And of course, it's pink. And it's interesting that, yeah, it's a spritz, right? You spritz it on. So I'm interested in that. I don't think they have something like that. No. And I think it'll be interesting interesting to see like how it wears throughout the day because my my thinking is you spritz it on you pat it in and then you go on with the rest of your skincare Mm -hmm. products I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a product maybe you use throughout the day because that might disrupt like your other skincare you have going on right but anyways um and then finally I have to shout out Neutrogena they came out with some more hydro boost products we know that our Los Angeles listeners are stands for hydro boost if y'all don't know they make a hand cream that is legit amazing um doesn't leave your hands feeling greasy but they just came out with this pressed night serum so it almost has like this balmy type of bouncy consistency i know that you were on the call with carrie washington as one is she was truly a glowing beam of life and of course good little beauty editors as we are uh, Christina and I both asked questions so that Carrie would say our names. <laughs> yes, I was so excited. I was like, she said Christina. Um, I'm a huge Scandal fan, so I was like a little fangirly uh, <laughs> during that call. <laughs> I am obsessed with her. I actually interviewed her for Neutrogena mm-hmm. several years ago, like right when Hydro Boost yeah, launched. Same. She is just everything you want her to be really really informed really like skincare focused and just great so if y'all are looking for a good hyaluronic acid serum to incorporate I feel like this one's really great because it includes not only the HA but it has Mm -hmm. the occlusive ingredients in it the way it's formulated and then the emulsifier to like bring it all together so that's what's new now it's time for what's on your face christina well i have them all right next to me right now so that i could show you 
Uh, I'm using the new Say Slip Cover Tinted Moisturizer. It has SPF 35. I'm shade number five. Um, and I am Mac NC 35 if you speak Mac. I always say if you speak Mac, if you speak Fenty, I always tell people what my shade is. Like my Armani shade is 6.5. So five would probably work for you if you're the same as me and Armani. But anyway, this is a really great tinted moisturizer. Like I'm a foundation girl. I like a matte foundation. I like a full coverage matte foundation. Obviously this time in this pandemic has changed us all. And I think that I've leaned more on light coverage, not doing much because I really am not going anywhere or being photographed anywhere. So uh, this lip cover, I really like the consistency of it. It has decent coverage. It's not you know how sometimes tinted moisturizers are greasy? Like they feel really like too light and not doing anything. Like you might as well not be wearing any tinted moisturizer. This actually has good coverage and I like that it has extra SPF in it. It's great. And say, I actually haven't tried a lot of their brands. I know people love the same mascaras and um, a lot of their other products, but this is my first foray with, Sway, with Say, my foray would say. And I think that I'm a fan. Yeah, I really like it. Your skin is glowing. Oh, thank you. It's this lighting. <laughs> it's, no, it's the tinted moisturizer. Um, yeah, I'm also wearing on my lids the new tinted hue stick in change. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you could see, but it's like a it's a little copper metallic, beautiful shimmery little thing and it's so easy to put on like I can't be bothered with eyeshadow lately and I really like this because it gives a little shimmer and glimmer to your eyes but is you don't require any any brushes or anything like that to to get them on and yeah it's really nice amazing it's beautiful um how much is the tinted moisturizer and the hue stick so the hue stick is $24 and the new say tinted moisturizer is $32 Amazing, amazing. All right, so what's on my face right now? Um, I'm talking about brows today, y'all. I'm very excited. So I've been using this product for probably two months and I don't think I've ever given it a shout out on the podcast, which is upsetting to me because it's so, so good. It's just the one brow product I keep going back to and it is actually a brow wax, but it's unlike any brow wax I've ever used. So soap brows, you know, the really feathery, beautiful, like straight up baby cherub angel brows obviously are trending. I've gotten, you know, the actual soap brow co product where it's literally like a little pan of soap and you use a little spoolie and you put it through your brows. Unfortunately, that product doesn't hold very well for me, even though I do like the way it looks like makes my brows look finished. And so I've been on the lookout for this amazing brow wax and I found it. It is from Fenty because our girl Riri knows how to make a brow product. Of course. It is the Fenty Beauty Brow MVP Sculpting Brow Wax in Styler. It just looks kind of like an eyeliner pen. It's double ended. And when you open it up, there is a little spoolie and we've Sarah and I have talked about this on their eyebrow products. They don't have, it's not even a spoolie. It's like a little. It's a brush. Which is incredible. It's the cutest little tiniest brush. And mine is dirty as hell because I have all this brow product in it. <laughs> but then on the other side, you have this wax. And it honestly just kind of looks like a lip balm. It's a little bit smaller than your typical lip balm, but it's clear. And this literally will keep my brows like sticking straight up all throughout the day. Wow. It is incredible. And so what I will do is I'll put this in my brows first and like pull them all the way up. And then I will go in 
with this new product from It Cosmetics. It's the Brow Power Filler, the Volumizing Tinted. I love it. Fiber Brow Gel. Okay, this is a really, really great product, y'all. If Gimme Brow from Benefit is like not your jam and you feel like it's not working for you, give this one a try. I was a little skeptical because the, that, that's such a gratifying sound. Ooh. Love that. The brush, it's a diamond shape. There's a little like felt fuzzy tip and then a textured, um, it's like a, it's textured on both sides of the. It looks like a toothbrush or like a tongue scraper, but like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the little textured like divots. Uh, it's like a tongue scraper. Oh my God, that's a perfect description. So initially I was like, is this going to be a mess? And this is honestly one of the most natural looking brow products I've ever used. I use the little felt part to like go in and like apply a good amount of the um, filler. And then I use the textured side to kind of brush it out and make it look more cohesive with the rest of my brow and that kind of one-two punch of the Fenty and then this product from it, it it's incredible so the brow sculpting wax I think the reason why it works so well is because it is in this like pen type of shape you're not having to like put it on a spoolie and then work it through your brows it's like you apply it directly to the skin which I think makes a huge difference it honestly reminds me of a glue stick yes it reminds me of when I need to like get rid of my eyebrows for certain Halloween looks so I would take like the purple glue sticks and just kind of like go to town I wonder if that was the inspiration for this because that's what it feels like when I do it but this is $20 and then the It Cosmetics Brow Power Filler is $24. I am wearing shade Universal Taupe and unfortunately they only have four shades in this. I personally like a variety of shades in my brow products because I want my brows to kind of have dimension. I want like there to be a cooler tone and a warmer tone and bring those together. So on the website, it appears there's like a, there's blonde, auburn, taupe, and then dark brunette. They're gonna have to make a black. Personally, it, if you're listening, make a few more shades, make some in-between shades from like the blonde to the auburn. Some reds. Yeah, make some reds, make some like, some silvers because <laughs> like these are all kind of leaning more they're all kind of cool toned so maybe we need some warmer shades in there I don't know I do, one thing I do love about Benefit Cosmetics is like the variety of different shades like 3.5 3.75 like I feel like there's always going to be a perfect shade um, no matter what so please expand this shade range um, it's it's such a good product and I hope everybody goes out and tries it because it's really been a staple in my routine the past few weeks. That is what is on my face and what is on Christina's face. And we have reached the end of the pod, Christina. Thank you for being our guest co-host today. It was so much fun chatting. Oh man, I'm so happy to have done this with you. I love the show. I genuinely listen to it. So you guys are doing such an amazing job and I'm honored to have been a little guest host on here. <laughs> okay, tell everybody where we can find you. You can find me at my name at Christina Rodolfo handle on every single social media platform. Amazing. Y'all, you know where you can find us. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group, search Los Angeles on Facebook and answer a few questions and join. And then of course, all of our episodes are available on our website, www.glosangelespod.com. We're going to start uploading transcripts to our podcasts here. So if you um, have a friend that's maybe hearing impaired, but wants to learn a little bit more about beauty, skincare, cosmetics, whatever it is, they will be able to access our transcripts online on the website and we will talk to you on friday 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 